listening to the Top Knots and Double Shots podcast, where we believe every woman deserves to be happy, healthy, and totally fulfilled. We're breaking through the mom guilt, quitting that negative self-talk, and diving into how to find your joy, your passion, and your tribe. I'm your host, Amanda Masterson. So throw your hair into a top knot, grab a cup of coffee, and let's chat. Welcome back. Today, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever wondered what makes some people great? Why do some people seem to excel at everything they do, while others can't seem to ever catch a break or find overwhelming success in their lives? Are some people just lucky, born with a silver spoon in their hand? Is it a specific personality that tends to succeed over others? Is it having the availability of more resources? But then, what about those rags-to-riches stories? You hear those all the time, right? Someone who came from nothing, had zero support, but still was able to rise to the top. Let me ask you this. Who do you think of when you think of greatness? I can tell you that for me... I think of people like Ed Milet, Gerard Adams, Melanie Mitro, Grant Cardone, Autumn Calabrese, Rachel Hollis, Michael Chandler, Michael Jordan, and that's just to name a few. Is there something that all of these people have in common? Something that they have in common that makes them great? Whether it's in business, mindset mastery, Sports? Leadership? What makes a great entrepreneur? How do some people raise businesses from their basements into multi-million dollar enterprises? What makes a great athlete? Is it genetics? The right trainer? Access to the best gyms? What makes somebody a great motivational speaker? Is it a specific personality type? Is it experience? Is it going to the right college? As I was preparing for this podcast episode, I went back through and looked over pages of notes that I had taken from trainings, podcasts, books, workshops, and I went back over the secrets to success that were touched upon. I reviewed all of the golden nuggets of information that I had deemed valuable enough to jot down in my notes. And I began to see similar concepts and advice and steps to success. And what I've realized is that every successful person is simply that. They are a person. They are human. They don't possess a secret weapon. They don't have a secret sauce. Many of them were not born with a silver spoon in their hand. They've almost all gone through trials and setbacks. They've all failed. They were all just so human. So what is it then? What makes greatness? And how can you become great too? That's what we're going to talk about today. So grab your coffee, throw your hair in a top knot, and let's chat. What I've tried to do for you guys is go back through and basically collectively gather like all of the nuggets of wisdom that I've kind of accumulated through all of these different formats I don't know about you, but I love to listen to podcasts or read books, listen to interviews. I've mapped out the road to greatness for you. 
and I'm going to share with you how to implement these three things in your everyday life. Number one, people who achieve greatness can identify their demons and they know how to defeat them or at least lock them in the basement. You see, we all have demons and my demons are going to be different than yours, albeit they may be similar. I'm talking about the mental battles that you face, the voice of self-doubt, the feelings of unworthiness, the belief that you can't do something, that you can't achieve your dreams. And one thing I hear over and over again as I study and listen to those who have achieved greatness is that they still battle those demons. Michael Chandler said, Some dragons you slay and some you just get really good at pinning into the corner. And I thought that was the perfect analogy. Some of our demons or dragons can be overcome and we can move on and not have to relive those same demons again and again. But some dragons, some dragons we're never going to slay. But we can get really good at identifying and recognizing them. And when we do this, we can pin them into a corner, duct tape them to the corner, lock them in a basement, whatever. And we steal away their power over us by doing so. So for example, this often is the case of self-doubt or feelings of inadequacy. I often refer to these feelings as my inner mean girl. I know her well. I know how she operates. I know that she's likely to sneak back in when I'm on the right track, when things are going well. That's when she likes to sneak back in and remind me that I'm not worthy of the success that I'm realizing or not worthy of the life Thomas and I have built together. And because I know her so well, I can recognize her from a mile away. And when she knocks on the door, I don't answer. I don't respond to her negativity. If anything, I tell her to get out, that she doesn't have power here anymore. Let me tell you though, you cannot defeat what you cannot define. So if you don't recognize those negative thoughts and emotions, those feelings of unworthiness, the imposter syndrome, or whatever it might be for you, you can't defeat those things. And you can't enter greatness without being able to slay these dragons, or at least pin them into the corner and duct tape them there. So identifying and slaying your dragons is one part of this equation. The other part of the equation is realizing that the most important person they can invest in is themselves. Think of it this way. The greatest impression we can make on a person is the impression we make on ourselves. The greatest person we can build up and speak life into is ourselves. And I know that it's easy to pour into others, but we can't pour from an empty cup. I know you've heard that before. But also, you have to stop pouring into those people who don't deserve it who haven't earned it. Let's just take Autumn Calabrese, for example. If you don't know who she is, she is a super trainer with Beachbody. Let's consider this. Autumn doesn't just work with anybody. Now, do you think she would pour everything she had into training someone who refused to focus on their nutrition? No, because if a potential client isn't willing to make nutritional changes, to support their fitness program, she's not going to pour her everything into that person. She's going to work with someone who is willing to make the lifestyle and dietary changes that are vital to their success. 
You see, we oftentimes spend so much time building others up, but for some reason, we don't view ourselves as worthy of that too. Those who are great, they recognize the importance of pouring into themselves first so that they have energy to pour into others or into their business or their sport. So how do you do these things? I'm glad you asked. There are so many different ways that you can do this. A few of the things that work for me and that so many people I consider great have shared that they use in their own personal routine are journaling, personal development, taking time for their self-care, whether that looks like scheduling time to sleep in, getting regular massages, working out for 30 minutes a day, investing in a solid morning routine, affirmations, and visualization. I actually did an entire episode on affirmations, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and do it. It's episode two. I also did an episode on morning routines, episode three. Not only are these things going to help you invest in yourself, but they are going to help you uncover those dragons that are hiding out too. So identify dragons, slay the dragon, or tie them up, and fill your cup. When you do these things and do them regularly, you'll find that your confidence increases. And when your confidence increases, your energy increases. And when your energy increases, others start to notice you. And if you think about it, people really only notice the top and the bottom, right? They notice the underdog. They notice the champion, those who have achieved greatness. The average, the middle, they kind of just blend in. So many times when people start to notice you, that means you're on your way to greatness. Okay, number two, people who achieve greatness are crystal clear on where they are going, and they have a solid why behind them. These people have goals, and not just baby goals, like big, make-you-want-to-puke goals. They understand that goals aren't necessarily meant to be achieved, though. No, they are meant to stretch you, to grow you, and to build you towards greatness. Their goals are written down or put on a vision board. They see them every day, affirm them every day. They know what it takes to get there. And they also know what stumbling blocks are likely to trip them up. Because remember, they know they're dragons. They have invested in themselves. They've put in the work here. They don't let shiny objects distract them. Rather, they know what they have to do and they are willing to 10 times their habits to get there. Whether that means extra reps, extra conversations, late nights, early mornings, whatever it takes, they are willing to do it. And they aren't afraid to fail. They possess confidence. Why? Because again, they've invested in themselves. They've repeated affirmations. They've kept their goals forefront in their mind. They've visualized success. And they know that failure is just one stop on that road. They don't fear failure because their self-worth isn't tied to their success. Michael Chandler said something that stuck with me recently in an interview that I was listening to. And if you don't know who he is, he is a lightweight MMA contender. I think he's ranked like number four in the world and is preparing for a world title. I don't really follow MMA, but 
That's what I was told. Anyway, he said that he doesn't fear the uncertainty of a match because he knows that regardless of the outcome of any one match, God loves him, his family loves him, and he loves himself. And I thought that was so powerful because honestly, that last part, loving yourself, can oftentimes be the hardest part. And oftentimes, this starts with my first step. Identifying your dragons, slaying them, and investing in yourself or filling your own cup. That is going to take me to number three. Because yes, you have to be crystal clear on where it is you are going. But more than that, you have to focus on what you can control if you want to achieve greatness. Let's talk a little more about visualization. Like, what is it? I want to go back to Michael Chandler. And something else that he said was that the first part of his training is visualizing success. And not necessarily just visualizing himself winning the world championship. It goes deeper than that. He said he visualizes that walk to the ring for the MMA world championship fight. He's never made that walk before, but he's been there many times in his mind. He plays a highlight reel, which is really just a collection of memories of previous successes or important moments in your life that you keep close to mind because your mind moves to what it's familiar with. So he plays a highlight reel of when he made the walk to a match in college. He remembers exactly how he felt, what it sounded like, what it tasted like. Everything about that walk to that match, he remembers. And he uses that to visualize his walk to the world championship fight. So although he's never physically been there, he's been there. Does that make sense? So when he does make that walk to the ring, sure, he's probably going to have butterflies. But he's taking away the fear and the power that that walk could have over him that might cause him to have skill amnesia or get lost in the emotions or the moment which could impact his performance. This is one part of preparation. And you can do this too. The next time you're entering a situation or faced with something that evokes fear, you can visualize success or whatever your ideal outcome is. Visualize yourself killing that interview you have coming up and getting the job you've been chasing. Visualize a hard conversation that you need to have going well. Visualize the other person not just listening to you, but truly hearing you. And visualize your perfect outcome to the conversation. Have an important meeting coming up? Visualize yourself crushing it, impressing your boss, winning an award, making the sale, getting the client, whatever it is. The thing is, you can take away the fear. You don't have to be nervous because you've already been there, even if it's just in your mind. But the thing is, your mind doesn't know the difference. You have to be fearless in the face of uncertainty. You have to prepare for success and nothing less. And really, preparing for success is really just focusing on what you can control. You can't control your spouse. You can't control your boss. You can't control the state of the world with everything going on lately. You can't control the economy. You can't control how someone else responds to you. 
You can only control your own actions, your own level of preparedness. Being prepared is key, even if you don't win. Because remember what I said? You can't fear failure because failure isn't tied to your self-worth. Your God, your family, they still love you regardless of the outcome. And you love yourself too. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. Rather, strive for excellence, not perfection, because that will only set you up for disappointment. But strive for excellence. Never ever stop working towards the best you. Don't train for this match. Train for the match after that and the one after that. Train for the world championship. So let's recap. The three keys to greatness. Number one, identify your dragons, slay your dragons, and fill your own cup. Number two, people who achieve greatness are crystal clear on where they are going and they have a solid why behind them. And number three, prepare. Prepare for greatness and focus on only that which you can control. What I really want you to take away from this is the fact that you too can achieve greatness in any area of your life. It's too common, too normal for us to look at other people who we view as great and to think that we could never be that successful. We could never do what they do. We aren't talented enough or we don't have the resources or the time. But those people you're looking at, those people who you view as great, those people aren't any more talented than you are. They aren't any more worthy. They just have a stronger focus. They kept going when you quit. They have a stronger belief in themselves than you do because they choose to put in the work that it takes to identify their dragons, slay their dragons, and then invest in themselves so they can grow and learn each day. They worked to get 1% better every day until they reached greatness. And you gave up because it was too hard or took too much time or whatever. And just as your actions or inaction of yesterday has determined where you are today, your actions today can determine where you are tomorrow, a year from now, 10 years from now. So go do the work and go be great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Knots and Double Shots podcast. Before you go, I would love to hear from you. If you loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate it if you would drop me a review. And if you had any mega takeaways, share them with your friends, your neighbors, heck, anybody. Share them on your Instagram and your Facebook stories too and tag me at Partying With Twins. Until next time, ladies, keep your top knots high and your coffee hot and love the life you're living.